Welcome back to another episode of Mega Strike. Mega Strike episode two with Caroline Spinola, aka Caroline Smash on TikTok. Hello. What's up, Caroline? Hello. Not too much. What's up with you? <laughs> Nothing much. Glad to have you on. You recently got 100K followers on TikTok. Congratulations. I, I did. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm kind of still surprised that that many people are like, ah, oh, yeah, I'd watch this again. <laughs> so do you consider yourself like TikTok famous now? No, I don't. I, I mean, I well, it's hard. Okay. I guess it's hard to say because like what what is famous? 100,000 people is a a lot of people to perform to right or like mm -hmm. i don't know maybe uh, uh, some of my i've discussed this with friends and maybe it's like known in some circles you know like i feel like people who have like millions of followers they're like tiktok famous but it's like tiktok sort of aware <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so you're also like a voice actor on pokemon yes um that that show is probably watched by maybe like millions of kids, right? Yeah, so. yes. Yeah, it was awesome. I was on um, Sun and Moon um, mm -hmm. as Ida and then two random little boys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was crazy. That was amazing. How, how did you land that? Like, what, what was that process like? Yeah, so I auditioned for it. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't, you know, people ask me all the time, like, oh, is it on casting websites? Did you get it through your agent? It was a non-union job and I got it uh, because a casting director suggested me to the casting director. Um, and I had actually auditioned for several of the roles on that show before I was cast as Ida. Um, and the day that she brought me in, I thought it was just gonna be another audition, but I walked in and she was like, all right, here's the uh, tax information. Here's the NDA. We're so happy to have you. Welcome aboard. And I was like, ah, I was, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God. It's like having a panic attack nice. in the booth. She's like, all right, so for this one, you know, but she was a fantastic director, Lisa Ortiz. She was amazing. She was a fantastic mm -hmm. voiceover actor. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> pretty surreal. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> Did you watch a lot of Pokemon before that or? Growing up, never? I did. So I, what was I? I was maybe, I remember being in like first, and was first grade or like second grade? I'm 28. Um, so I remember like first gen coming out. I was all about that. That was like, I had the trading cards. I didn't know how to play the game, but my friends and I would like play pretend and like run around recess pretending I was a Butterfree, you know? And uh, it, was, it was, yeah. So I watched it, but I have to say like, I didn't, I didn't continue to watch it for as long. Like, I think I watched a bit into the second generation and then, you know, catch some of the movies here or there, but, um, and I've played some of the games, um, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, yes, but like not, not <laughs> thorough and complete, you know? <laughs> Did yeah. you, did you like, um, end up like getting back into it after you got the role or not? Well, I mean, like I want, so, so a little, so like I have friends now from Pokemon. So like I watched all of their episodes. Mm -hmm. I haven't necessarily, I didn't, I didn't watch the entirety of it. Um, but mm -hmm. a little, a little bit definitely sparked a bit back. And I had a friend just like send me Pokemon on Sunday moon for uh ds so i was like oh awesome played a little bit of that cool. yeah <laughs> which uh which pokemon generation is your favorite 
it's going to be such a cop-out answer, but just the first, just because that was so, it's so sentimental. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely first. I'm sure I sound like a, like a boomer when I say that. <laughs> Are you guys big Pokemon fans? Are you guys? De definitely. I mean, um, both of us were 25. So we, we both grew up with first generation up until now. So uh Definitely, you know, as a kid growing up, I was kind of like you. I had the cards. I had like the, I had to go to Burger King to get those gold, yeah. uh, gold plaque cards. Um, <laughs> I had like the the small collectible Pokemon that you got from like Target or something. Um, and <laughs> oof, I think my favorite has to be Gen Three. Okay. Just because the the starter. I was gonna say, is there a specific Pokemon in there that's just your favorite? Uh, which now I'm trying to remember what Gen Three had. Ah. <laughs> Wait, is that is that Ruby and Sapphire? Uh, yes, it is. So it was Swampert. Yeah, it was a Mudkip then. Oh, Mudkip Mud Mud was cute. Yeah, <laughs> I liked uh, Blaziken just yeah. because <laughs> they had like a really cool episode at the end of Johto, I think, where it was Charizard versus Blaziken. And that was like one of the best Pokemon episodes growing cool. up. You did a ASMR uh, commercial for Michelob. What was that? <laughs> I, I did. I did. Well, when I first got that job, I was dreadfully misinformed. I thought that I was going to be doing, like, I'm such an idiot. I thought I was going to be doing, like, a live commercial during the Super Bowl. So my my poor parents, like, oh, my God, Caroline's going to have a commercial during the Super Bowl. Like, and so they, like, told all their friends. This was in, like, a day, because voiceover jobs, it's fast when they cast you. It's, mm -hmm. like, the next day you record. Mm -hmm. And so they told, like, all their friends. And I, because I was recording it live during the Super Bowl but when I got there um not only was it the only job where I've had like another talent who's completely lovely I I know her now she's she's awesome uh, um but she was cast for the same job we were there for the same job and I was basically brought in to give her like a break every now and again but it was for yeah it was for Michelob Ultra they did a Twitter campaign and it was like if you used a specific hashtag uh we would make a commercial or they would make a commercial for you really quickly and that featured ASMR from myself and this girl uh Sam uh so yeah I got to do I got to do some whispering for beer and that was uh <laughs> that was that was pretty cool that was pretty sweet uh but yeah definitely not what i expected i was like oh all of my all of my friends my friends and family were like what what happened to your commercial man i thought you were gonna be on we waited we didn't hear you or people there was also because part of that campaign had um oh was it zoe kravitz that was part of that same campaign mm -hmm. and she whispered in the commercial so a bunch of people was like that was you whispering in the commercial was it i knew it people think <laughs> my friends and family think that they hear me all the time and it's not me <laughs> that must be like, like ooh, so close, not quick. <laughs> yeah. That must get awkward. <laughs> so it's I mean at this point it's more just funny than anything. Like it's yeah. just kind of like, yeah. ah. But it was, yeah, that was so I did that. Um I've done a a, a Triscuit campaign, like a national Triscuit campaign. That was cool. So Triscuit go toppingless um, kind of speaks for itself. Uh, that was fun. Triscuit people are cool. Um, yeah, I've done and I've done a bunch of like small regional 
com like commercials <laughs> that I don't, sometimes I never even hear what happens to them. I just get hired for them and it's like somewhere in Minnesota, <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> Caroline babbling about bathtubs. All right. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite job you ever done? Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon is just, yeah. just, I'm anime. I can, guys, I can die. I'm anime. <laughs> like if I die, it doesn't matter because I'm anime. Like <laughs> I'm the dream has been fulfilled. Like <laughs> it has. Like if I die at any point, it's like, well, I did it. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely that there there have been other jobs that I've really enjoyed, but that by and large, like combined with the panic attack and you know, the glory is just pretty fulfilling. Do you, do you watch a lot of anime? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to be a lot more into it when I was in like middle school and high school. I've tried I, again. I feel like such a boomer. I'll be like, no, new shows. Mm, I don't know if I like. I gotta like change, you know. Um, but I, I've tried. I've, I've, I've. Uh, there have been a few um, newer ones that are good. But yeah, like I love. I, st I probably started in you know like most kids my age on like Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Cowboy Bebop. Um, Inuyasha, Dragon Ball, then went for some classics like Death Note, watched some of those, like the older ones, like Akira, any of the Satoshi Kun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his, like Paprika, um, or uh, was it Little Slugger? There's just, there's a lot of, oh, some good stuff. It's dark. Satoshi Kun makes like really dark stuff. Perfect Blue, uh, very, very, oh, sorry, very uh, psychologically <laughs> spooky. Um, yeah. I, I do, I do like, I dabble, I dabble in the anime, um, yeah. <laughs> so are there, are there any anime characters that you would love to voice if you got the chance? It's hard to say, cause like the ones from my childhood, I'm like, well, they're perfect. Like they don't need <laughs> me, they're perfect. Like what could I possibly do? Um, uh, oof. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's hard for me. I mean, another way to ask the question is oh. if they were to remake yeah. anything that you watched as a child, what would be your like number one to do? Well, I think they're already remaking it, right? You know, Yasha would be like, Ooh. oh, if I could just be Shippo, that would be amazing. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it deals with like their kids, right? If I could be like child of mm -hmm. Shippo, that would be that would be pretty sweet. Um, but I, I don't even know. I know they were remaking that. I think so. I've heard whispers on the wind. That they are, and everyone's like, "Find out how to do this," and I'm like, "I don't know who's making it." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm in a small room. <laughs> who's making it? Somebody." <laughs> it's probably. It could be like, I don't know. I don't know what studio would do that. Of course, somebody like, "Oh, maybe it's Funimation," but I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. <laughs> they they seem to get a majority of the anime. They at do. least a, a decent amount of it. Gotta get gotta get in with that. I need a I need a contact. <laughs> them i need to get in there mm -hmm. people are always like do you do more dubbing and i'm like i wish but it's just me i need i need to do what the uh what the folks call uh direct marketing where you uh you contact directly like <laughs> you did you contacted me directly and you're just like hey <laughs> a job for me hey maybe me a job. how about this and then well but you know professional um 
Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am blathering. Go on. <laughs> I mean, if you get you, you're you're already at like 100k TikTok followers. Eventually, you're gonna have enough clout that they're gonna be like, hey, mm -hmm. might as well take this person. Like, like, oh like, oh man, like, all this clout really weighing me down. <laughs> you can really offer me a job, bro. All this clout, oh, my back is breaking, dude. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, spe speaking of your TikTok, I saw that um, one of your videos you did, uh, you announced that you were doing a D&D &D campaign with Offbeat uh, Outlaw. Yes, How's that going? Yes, I am. That was awesome. I'm so scared. Like D and D TikTok has been so good to me. They have they've like embraced me, and I'm like, do I belong here? And they're like, yes, you're here. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, it's been great. Uh, Offbeat Outlaw has. Yeah, we're doing a campaign Mondays indefinitely. Also for shameless plug, uh, Offbeat Outlaw on Twitch. Uh, it's every Monday at 8 p.m. EST. Someone was like, it's EDT. And I'm like, man, in my heart, it's still EST. But yeah, um, but yeah every Monday, if you ever want to come watch, there are some really cool people on it from TikTok. Again, all these like big TikTokers. <laughs> I, I realized I like went through, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm the smallest account on this. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I was like, I have the most to gain. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Laws Claws, Marcus Territory, Ballad Boy, and then of course Offbeat and uh, Mash Spudson. They're all on that. And they're funny, man. Like, I'm like, damn, you guys are funny, dude. <laughs> I don't know if I belong is, here. Um, but it's is been good. Offbeat as uh, eccentric as he is in his TikToks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very entertaining. <laughs> I have to say, like, he in himself and then the people that he chose, everyone was just like mm -hmm. on it. And I was like, oh. I'm like, wow, it's like doing a show. Amazing. And I'm I'm just there playing this derpy little like gnome bard. I'm like barely helping. It's great. It's wonderful. But yeah, he's uh he's very animated. I love it. It's it's great. So is the uh the impressions and the voices something that you practiced growing up or was that something you just always had? I, well, yeah, cause I would just do them incessantly, mm -hmm. like all, all the time. I would mimic all of my friends and family, um, like just my sister to an obnoxious degree, be like, oh my God, can you shut up? Can you like seriously shut up? <laughs> I'd be like, no, I can't. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I mean, you can definitely work on things like getting training. So I went to school for theater and musical theater at USC and I took dialects and I've been an imp I took, I had like 13 plus years of improv experience, which I think really helped. Um, but yeah, like studying dialects, seriously learning IPA, International phonetic alphabet, not the not the hoppy beer, um, <laughs> this, uh, not the extremely perfumey beer. Uh, um, that was really helpful. Uh, but I would say, like, I guess I I had a natural like knack for it, and then I just mm -hmm. leaned in. I just leaned in, man. Just get in there, annoy all your friends and family. Do you do you have any advice for people that might be looking to go into voice acting? Yeah, uh, the first thing I would just say is you need acting classes or vo specific voiceover coaching, but like acting, I think acting, improv, um, and then voiceover specific classes, you need them. Like any, I, I see mm -hmm. people all the time that are like, my friends tell me I have a cool voice. Can I do voiceover? <laughs> and it's like, I mean, 
you know, how good are you at acting? <laughs> Cause you don't have anything to hide behind. It's mm -hmm. just you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I would say that first and foremost. And then secondly, it's extremely competitive, especially now with the pandemic more just perhaps on camera or stage actors or just other, you know, other people are just turning to it and they're like, oh, I can get a microphone, which yes, you absolutely need your own equipment. You can absolutely mm -hmm. do this from home. Um, you need some basic audio editing knowledge. It doesn't come quickly. Like, you know, I, I started auditioning in 2014 and it, I didn't get on Pokemon until 2017. Um, even then, I still think that that was kind of shocking that it happened that early. I've, I've heard a lot of professionals say, you know, they were just auditioning and auditioning away for a solid like 10 years before they get the gigs they want or, you know, even mm -hmm. recurrent gigs. I'm part time. I'm not even full time in voiceover, which I would love to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I also just have it's nice. I have a part-time job, which is good because I can like get out of the house and I don't have to be in my closet all day, <laughs> um, which I think is a benefit. Uh, but, um, you know, it's definitely an arduous road. It's not, it's not easy mm -hmm. and it, and it takes skill, it takes practice. Was voice acting always like from home or is that just because of the pandemic that you had that to was like? Mostly, mostly the pandemic and in recent years, like I would say Probably. I mean, I've had my home set up since 2016 and I would say I was a little late. Like I wish back when I had lived in LA that I had had my own studio. Um, I, I don't know, maybe like, so I can only, I guess I can only speak to that, but I've heard of people saying like, yeah, I've been working from home for five years. Um, but like, you know, those bigger jobs, I would go into Manhattan to record. Um, that they want, you know, they want those, they don't want you to be the audio engineer, but now it's very doable and everyone's doing it. Like it's been pretty mm -hmm. well adjusted, but uh, no, before you would, you would, well, okay. So there are auditions, some auditions you would do in person. Frequently though, it would be record the first round of auditions from home. If they mm -hmm. like you, either they just hire you from that and then they bring you, you know, to the recording studio or they might say, okay, come in for a live uh, audition because they want to direct you. That's the whole thing too. Mm -hmm. Another another tip is you have to be able to be directed and, and and take directions and adjust, you know, on the fly. But yeah, so not necessarily from home before, although in some ways, I, hmm, I don't think I answered that very well. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I see on on your Instagram you do a lot of drawings and stuff like that. Uh, is that yeah, another? I, I like to doodle. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah i like to doodle and stuff um yeah i just draw i've i just draw i'm not like professional i have been commissioned people mm -hmm. have paid me for my art before but it's not like mm -hmm. a main thing that's kind of one of my hobbies that i've kept just to be like for myself for a while i was like oh maybe mm -hmm. i want to go into sequential art and i want to be a comic book writer um mm -hmm. but then but then I was like, man, they're going to try to tell me how to draw a circle. Screw that. I was like, I'm just going to draw for me. So like I I didn't take art in high school, but I would go to a college to take Saturday classes in comic book art. Mm -hmm. um, and I took some random art classes in college. But this is that's largely like it's for me. And like if and I'm also really mm -hmm. bad at deadlines for art. Like I'm like, it's like I'm only making art if I feel like it. You like I can't you can't force it um except for my family's mm -hmm. holiday card which I've drawn for the last 15 years that I have to mm -hmm. force even if I'm not feeling it like yeah yeah I was and, surprised to see see all that art on your um Instagram because 
on your TikTok, I saw it's mostly just voice acting, and then I went on your Instagram. I'm like, there's no voice acting. Is this the same yeah. person? No, I like it. Multi <laughs> multifaceted here, man. Like, you know, like was- a Rubik's cube or something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, so October on Instagram is October. So you're supposed mm-hmm. to draw every day. It's like, wow, we're really gonna draw during spooky season. <laughs> and I like doing that. At least I try. I try to most mm-hmm. every year because I'll I'll get into I'll get into moods where like I, I'm too sad and I can't draw. So like it's good when, when October comes around because then it's like, all right, we have a reason. We have we have an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't really put a lot of my voiceover stuff on my TikTok. I kind of figure like I don't know. I'll put stuff in my story every now and again if I think something's like <laughs> funny, but mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, TikToks for voiceover. What's been yeah. your uh, favorite thing to draw so far? Hmm, my favorite thing to draw. Hmm. I I did some portraits. I did a really good one of my friend Connor, which I was like, whoa, I did that? <laughs> like, <laughs> tight. Uh, uh, that was cool. It's uh, well, But it's kind of hard, especially drawing your friends. But more often than not, I draw my friends super ugly. Like, they just look really ugly. And I don't mean <laughs> for it. But it just comes out wrong. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've done you a big disrespect. Um, but uh, I don't know, like drawing Pokemon is fun. I also like, I'll default, if I'm not thinking, I'll just draw an elf. Like I like elves. Okay. I'll just be like, hmm, yes, glory to the Sindori. Like, hmm, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, it's it's hard to say. There are many things, there are many things I like. Um, but I, yeah, I guess like default to faces. Go for faces. <laughs> So uh, one thing I saw you do on uh, TikTok, you do these live streams where you, you read a book in like different voices and stuff. How yeah. did you come up with that idea? Oh, well, because a bunch of people were like, do you do audio books? And I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, you should. <laughs> like, I would. I would listen to you. See, they don't, I can't, I have to assume what these people's voices sound like in my live chat because I'm the only one talking. So, you know, they're all like, oh, no, but a, a bunch of people, and I have, I've recorded an audiobook. Uh, it just wasn't mm-hmm. released. And then another one I did, which is really more like an interactive website, but they filed it under audiobook to teach children English. Um, I did that, but uh, I was like, you know, yeah, I should be doing audiobooks. And then like, I tried to make a reel earlier this year and I was like, wow, I'm really not good at this. <laughs> so I was like, I should probably practice. So that's why we read Snow Crash. We've been reading a very lovely uh, cyber dystopian novel, a cyberpunk dystopian novel by Neil Stevenson called Snow Crash. Um, you know, if I re- recently I've been very lax with it just because I don't know if you know, I talk a lot and I've been trying to like not overdo my stuff. I get like so excited. Like, you know, it's definitely different now to have a lot more people like reaching out to me than ever. And it's hard to like control myself and be like, Caroline, you can't talk this much. You're, you're you need to rest. Um, so it was like Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays. That, that's when it would happen if I mm-hmm. pop up. It's 10 p.m. Eastern time if I pop up to read that. But that's how that happened. And I have like a solid 20 people who are like actually into it and like hang out with me while I read it. Um, other people usually just pop in and out, which I get, because especially at this point, we're in the middle of the book. So if you like just tune in, you're like, 
<laughs> What's going on? They're, in the middle of the book. It's like, who's that are, character? Are they, are they, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. They're just like, uh, so why are you, why is Christopher Walken saying these things? It's like, oh, Snow Crash, a very terrible virus, suddenly coded out of of existence and they're like um what's going on here i'm like i can explain please <laughs> so are there what are your goals like are there any roles that like you hope you get in the future and stuff like that it's just gonna be like same thing as always pinky try to take over the world um, <laughs> no <laughs> I would really love, I have been having a lot of Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney auditions this year, and I would mm -hmm. just really love to land one of those jobs. Um, that would be like, that's a sort of nebulous, but also sort of specific goal, um, mm -hmm. like coming up next. I would really like that, aside from making an audiobook real and becoming the voice of a generation. I'm, I'm not going to do that, but... Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it would just be like a bigger job like that. A series would really be wonderful. I, I'm already, I'm on a children's series that's on YouTube mm -hmm. um, with another very famous TikToker, Lucas Arnold. Um, we're on that together and we're going to start. We like stopped before the pandemic and we we're, I think we're feeling it out, but I think we're all going to re record from home and pick it back up. It's a cute little children's show called Saving Soup. Um but yeah, I would just say, you know, like, more job. Give me job. More job, please. Job. <laughs> <laughs> just, just more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely are going to get some roles. That seems like the logical next step from where you are at. And with I have so much hope. <laughs> I have so much hope. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, like the commercial gigs, um, mm -hmm. Because uh, on average, commercial gigs just pay better. They do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you do, like, you know, commercial jobs are great for, like, you know, living. And then uh, cartoon jobs are great for, like, fun, <laughs> which is, you know, ideal. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I would get a mix of both. <laughs> yes. Mm. Job. <laughs> Have you ever had a more articulate guest? You can say yes because there's only been one other person. You can easily answer this question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, circle back when we have like ten guests, and we'll we'll do a sample size. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I like that. That's great. <laughs> nah, you've been great so far. You're super entertaining. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> are you are you usually just like like so uh, energized? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. People will ask me that all time, all the time on like my TikTok lives. They're like, "How do you get this energy? Are you on crack?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, I'm not." Um, I don't. I mean, this is just such a little derpy way. But I just, I just love to perform. <laughs> so. so do you have any like voice acting role models that you look up to that like yes. you're like yeah um definitely i mean some of the teachers that i've had like dino andrade um he has been up how uh, he's done so much he's done so much he has been in much anime he has been in the much commercial uh and he's <laughs> also for me i'm I have been in my life a pretty big World of Warcraft nerd. Uh, he was a bunch of people in World of Warcraft, so I got to really? be uh, mentored by him. 
And like, that was just awesome. I was like, oh, dude, you're so cool. And he's so spiffy too. Like he would come into all of our like classes and he'd have like a vest on and like a pocket watch. I was like, you precious man. It's like, it's him. Um, so definitely Dino, but uh, they're also like Gray Delisle. I mean, of course, like Tara Strong. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Billy West, Billy West. It would be, he's, he's just, he's a legend. Um, he's so good. Um, and then even beyond that, um, like Mary Kay Bergman, she did all of the female voices on South Park um, before she tragically took her own life, I think around season nine. Uh, but she was extremely talented. She did a lot of those, a lot of voiceover, especially when we were like really little. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of people out there to look up to. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so what made you like first start TikTok? Ah, uh, TikTok. I remember. I remember the first days of TikTok. Um, <laughs> I, I really didn't want to start a TikTok. I was like, yeah. I'm too old. This is dumb. I don't get it. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I was really dragging my feet on it. Um, I'm no longer with this management company, but at the time I was with a management company that like sent a, an email to their, all of their talent was like, we, you know, heavily encourage you to make a TikTok and show off your voiceover talent. And I was like, mm, I don't like being told what to do. Um, it's like, this is dumb. But eventually it's uh, like one of my Pokemon castmates was like, you should do this. People are doing this. You should do this. And I was like, ah, fine. So at first I was like, and I never set out, I never thought, I never thought I would have, this many followers? Are you kidding me? At first, I was just trying to make my best friend Christina laugh. Like, that was the whole point. Like, if I could send it to her and she'd just be like, oh, I'd be like, yes, I did it. Like, joke accomplished. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, was that in April? Maybe I had started that or the end of March uh, was, the, was the very beginning of it. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that you were against doing a TikTok at the beginning because my last guest also is a TikToker, mm -hmm. has 400K followers. And he he said that he was very against the idea of doing a TikTok too yeah, at, at the beginning. I think like part of it for me, and one of the reasons I chose to go into voiceover is because I wanted to be an actor, but I didn't want like my appearance or my body to have anything to do with it. Like I just, I don't know, I lived in Hollywood and you get a real weird, there's this, there can be this really weird toxic sense, especially for like on-camera actors of just like, you need to look perfect. And I, I as someone who has struggled with like, you know, uh, I guess just image, issues you know weight issues and things like that i was like i want to not do that and also i love video games and cartoons so this works out i was like this is it this is right um so just putting myself like i i don't have a facebook i had a facebook all the way until college and then i was like i'm done with this i don't like this it's too much um and of course I do, I have had an Instagram for a while, but I generally don't like pushing myself. Like, and that's something you have to do nowadays. It's very expected yeah. of you to be like, you are your own brand. Like, yeah, Caroline Smash, Caroline Smash. Yes, all the time making content, very productive. Like, ooh, and I I just, something about it just makes me feel all like gross and icky on the inside. I'm like, um, don't like selling myself like that, but you have to. Mm -hmm. So this actually ended up being, a pretty like easy i have to say of the social media platforms i think 
it's worked the best for me. Probably like March through June or July, it was really relatively easy to get a lot of views um, for like a nobody to get mm. a lot of views pretty quickly, like out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, and also <laughs> I feel badly because I know people who really put a lot of time into their TikToks. They write out sketches, they film it out of app. They do all this stuff like and it's a chef's kiss. It's amazing. But my lazy, lazy butt, I'll just be like, mm, point to that my face and grab my eyes. Like, Sweet. We did it. Um, so it fits. It works. It works for me. But that's why that's part mm -hmm. of why I was against it at first. I was just kind of like, I don't want to be out there in the world, but I'm, I'm out there now. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It is super necessary, even though sometimes it feels kind of weird. Do you have any advice for like people that want to put themselves don't want to put themselves out there, but kind of have to? Like, how do you overcome that? I would say just like, hmm, it's it's tough. I mean. I mean, ultimately, I think what's what I have struggled with throughout all of this is letting the numbers get to me. Like, mm -hmm. again, when I was when I didn't have that many followers, I didn't really care. And it was like fun to make content. But the mm -hmm. more people that follow me, it's like, oh, there are more eyes. Oh, I kind of have to, like, keep going, don't I? Like, I hope I can make everyone laugh. And I would just say like you need to make it and it needs to be fun. Like I wouldn't force it. Like even if you're someone who has to be on there, like I would say myself or just if you want to promote yourself or your content, you do have to be on there. But, you know, don't don't like force it if it won't happen. Again, it's very much like my drawing. It's just like if I'm not in a good mood, like I, sure, I can fake it in my voice, but like you'll see it on my face. Like you'll know, you'll know. Like do it, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. If you can have fun while you're doing it, yes. And also, like, don't let the numbers get to you. And also, people on the internet who have nothing to do with your field, have no experience in what you do, will tell you everything you're doing wrong. Like, mm -hmm. so just be prepared for the awful negative cutting feedback that will haunt you in your dreams. Uh, just be prepared for that and build a shell, build a shell of not caring um, and try anyway. Why not? Why not try? It doesn't matter. And also like everything you put doesn't have to be a viral sensation. Like there mm -hmm. will be people who want to follow you or are interested in you just because you're an interesting person. So I'd just say like, be yourself have fun doing it and like, don't think too hard. Like, don't think too much about it because it'll make you miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good advice. Did you, did you see the documentary on Netflix that, uh, what is it called? Social um, no, I need to, but the social dilemma is yeah, that it, so, right? my, yeah. my, my parents were like, Caroline, you really need to watch <laughs> And I was like, yes, yes, parental units. And then <laughs> I, I got distracted. And then, well, and especially during like Halloween season, I was like, I'm going to watch as many horror movies as I possibly can. And I just was like binging true crime and like all of these horror movies. So I got very distracted. But yes, I have heard that is a good documentary mm -hmm. to watch. Um, it it yeah. kind of does talk about like the stuff that you're talking about, like with the numbers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's something like programs you. I mean, because the whole yeah. point of an app is just to keep you on there for long as possible. You know, that's mm -hmm. the point of any app is yeah. just to like, oh, yeah, definitely, you know, more screen time, the better. So, mm -hmm. you know, it'll give you it. I'm sure it, you already know, but it's like you get those those good chemicals when people like your video and like comment mm -hmm. and then those 
bad chemicals or just the lack of chemicals when when that doesn't happen. You're like, oh, I'm a failure. I've had so many of those moments where I'm like, wow, I'm garbage. I should probably stop. I should stop blowing my head. I should just end. I should just end it. But then I'm like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> just gotta like step back every once in a while. It's just like, meh, it's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there is a some kind of dopamine rush when you do get. Uh, X amount of likes that you haven't gotten before. Like, oh, definitely. When you're like, mm-hmm. oh, every time you open it, it's like 99 plus. You're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I think they like me. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter. And also, like, so much of that is to do with the algorithm, right? You know, mm-hmm. the mysterious algorithm of the mages. <laughs> like, what are they doing? What what could they possibly be concocting? Do you think there's some kind of like? There is obviously an algorithm, but do you think like there's some kind of secret formula to like getting your TikToks viral or something like that? The algorithm. No, I mean, I, I don't know that there's like a secret. I would say generally, uh, being attractive helps. <laughs> like all the very like, I mean, there are definitely you know TikTokers who are not conventionally good looking who are huge. Um, but like being yourself, having like a nice jawline seems to help. Um, and, uh, you know, good lighting, I would say, like, if you can't, if they can't see you and then just like being yourself, but I don't know, it's just those random moments that Mm -hmm. are like, you know, I mean, it's a pretty popular thing in like, you know, for, of our generation anyway, just to like mash two pop references together and be like, haha, you know, like that kind of thing. That that usually is like, ooh, might be something there. Like mm-hmm. anytime Carl Weezer says anything, <laughs> he's like, I like you. I don't give a flip about your boyfriend. <laughs> like, that's always like, oh, it's gold. Um, but no, I don't know that there's a singular secret. It seems like there are things that help, but I mean, because sometimes it'll just be like you catch a random candid moment and it's just hilarious or it's just mm-hmm. like whatever it is, really relatable or something. And you're just like, oh, right in my funny bones. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know this. I don't know the secret. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that that Carl Weezer voice is hilarious. What's the <laughs> most, what's the, the voice that your fans ask you to do the most? Well, it's gone through phases. It's gone through phases because like in in talking about like things going viral, things went viral that I did not expect. Like when I made my video that was like, I'm Ida. I didn't expect that. I didn't really expect that to go viral. I was like, I got to clear this up because a bunch of people keep messaging me like, are you really the voice of Ida? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can Google it. And they're like, you know what? No, this is dumb. I'm going to set the record straight. I just made a TikTok and then I was like, oh, that's where I got like my first big, well, that's not true. I did a Timmy Turner impression before that that got me a solid chunk too. But um, you just never know what it'll be. So then like I did one, I did a World of Warcraft impression. You know, keep your feet on the ground. Um, I did that and people were like, oh, and I was laughing because so many people were like, I made it to Scottish TikTok. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, that's an insult to Scottish folk, dude. Like you don't know it, but um so for a while, people are like, say things in like a Scottish accent. Like it was like, some see our feet is tied to the land as much a part of us as we are of it. Others see feet is woven together like a cloth so that one's destiny intertwines with many others. Like Merida, just like brave. They were wanting that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then Dora, apparently TikTok loves Dora. They love <laughs> her. Like, oh, so we do that. Like everybody <laughs> loves that. They're like, oh my God. They're like, make Dora say anything else. And um, I, that one, that one. <laughs> That one's always actually. I won't say that. I won't say that. Um, <laughs> I'm just like mm. there. I've people have asked me to say things that are just wild, and I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for a while it was Scottish. Uh, Ida comes up occasionally. Um, people were like super into my Carmen impression sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, sweet. Um, but it just goes in waves. I would say like right now, and I also get there was a sound. There was an audio that was popular on TikTok. Um, I was like, for you, I'd let you hit it for free. For you, for you. And I can do like a pretty okay like impression mm-hmm. of that. And people will just come into my lives and say for you. And I'll just instinctually be like, for you. Um, so that, but that's like, I, I don't I don't even know what that is. And then Carl, which I did the Carl Weezer thing. A lot of people wanted to hear that. Um, or like um, the hi, I'm Barbie. People wanted to hear that for a while. It just like I said, it just goes in waves. I don't know if there's any one particular one. Maybe I don't know. Carl, people really liked Carl. People really liked it, which I know is not even that great of an impression of Carl Weezer, but the people that <laughs> that's <wanted>. great. <laughs> there's something about like Carl Weezer that's hilarious. That oh people my love. gosh, well, and it's funny to go. Going back to listen, because of course the voiceover is uh, Rob Paulson um, for Carl. He's on TikTok, and it's funny. Like I've gone back and watched, rewatched a few episodes, and like TikTok has sedated Carl Weezer a little bit. He was a lot more hyper in the show. Like he was like, I really have a lot more energy in the show, Genie. Like, but TikTok loves him to be like, smite me, or like, was it? <laughs> Strike me down, dude. Ah, like they really slowed him down and made him like, I don't know, very contrary, uh, which is just kind of fun. It, that's fun too, is like seeing how different impressions morph, like just in the public, you know, yeah. miasma or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Most of the people that watched Jimmy Neutron at growing up probably haven't like listened to it in years or watched it in years. Yeah. So like they don't really like no. they remember it, but they remember it wrong. Like, yes, yes. I also Carl was like my most uh, polarizing uh, impression that I did as well. That's the one I got the most negative feedback from. It was always teenage dudes. They hate my Carl. They're like <laughs> they're like doesn't even sound like him. They're like terrible trash i'm like well okay. let's see let's see them do a better job <laughs> i'm like oh no my esteemed colleagues in voiceover oh wait <laughs> ah. <laughs> some kid on the internet doesn't like me <laughs> their their opinion unless they're out like offering you a job their opinion really doesn't matter does it or not and no yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, this has went a lot longer than I expected. Oh, it's fine by but... me. You know, I'll just, I'll just keep talking. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's great. You guys are great. Thank you. These are some just are some really good meaty questions. <laughs> so I'm gonna wrap it up. Thank you yeah. for being on, Caroline. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to plug any of your social media? 
Sure, I'm a Caroline Smash, all one word on the only two things I have, Tic Tac and Instagarmin. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, people, people have asked me to make a YouTube or a Yubtub, as I like to say, and I'm like, oh, I'll do, oh, I need more technology to do that. Uh, but eventually, also eventually, hopefully a Twitch, but just Caroline Smash, if you want to find me, Caroline Smash. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys for for watching. Thank you, Caroline, for being on. Of course, my pleasure. <laughs> Catch everyone next time. Bye. Yeah.